Welcome to Steamboat Mickey Podcast, episode 25, Top 10 Disney World Vacation Trips for 2019. Today we're going to give you our best tips for planning your Walt Disney World vacation. Maybe it's your first trip, or maybe you've gone in the past but realize you didn't get the most out of your trip. Uh-oh. That's why we're here to help. There's a lot to talk about. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Steamboat Mickey Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Al. I'm Lisa. I'm Cameron. And I'm Alan. Today we're giving you our best insider tips for planning a vacation to Walt Disney World. Planning a trip can be overwhelming. Yep. Because there are so many things to consider and so many factors that go into maximizing your time while you're in the parks. So this is your insider's guide to make it just a little bit easier and a whole lot better. Well, you had said on the intro that, you know, maybe you've never been before or maybe you have been, but you felt like you didn't get the most out of your trip. And yep. that was us. <laughs> oh, yeah. For <laughs> on sure. our first trip. Yeah. We learned the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> so this is going to be, um, let's see, oh maybe 12 gosh. years of learning. Right. Learning. That, and we're going to pass it all to you. Um, if you are listening to this because you're going to make plans. You're going to need a notebook. Yeah. <laughs> Write this down. Class starts now. Stick a pin in it. But hopefully this will make it easier for you. So uh, we'll play a quick game of Would You Rather, perhaps. <laughs> and maybe we'll do some news and updates at the end. Um, but really, we want to focus on uh, trip planning. Yeah. So Just helping you get the most out of your trip. Yeah. So first things first, I have to mention this. Um Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is open in Disneyland. Yeah. So every single video on YouTube yeah. right now is essentially the exact same video. Yeah. I got a picture people. on Instagram. Um, have all of us watched some of the videos? I haven't. I have not. Yeah, the boys. You have? I have not. But I've gotten a ton recommended to me, which I don't even watch Disney videos. Oh, I am sure. Um, <laughs> we won't talk about this anymore yeah, um, I mean, after we, this. But right. I did want to say that if you're interested... Um, I would recommend Mr. Cheesy Pop, Maxwell Glick, yeah. uh, Mr. Cheesy Pop's uh, video. Uh, to me, it was the best one of the ones I saw. Um, there's others out there, um, Spokesmain, Daily Woo, Super Enthuse, etc., that are really good. Yeah, but what sets uh, Mr. Cheesy Pop apart is that he like lives for Disney. Yeah, he, he loves he it more cries than cries and like you just you feel it. From him, yeah, you know, and it just makes you want to be there and experience it the way he is. <laughs> yeah, and I know Corey Meets World and Prince Charming Dev, they were doing a live stream together. I, I don't think we saw that. Yeah, um, it wasn't. If it's a, if it's available, feed. it's it's worth watching. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't I, I don't I don't recall seeing it. Yeah. Um, what was weird is Saturday morning I saw Devin was doing a live stream from Magic Kingdom. So maybe they didn't go out to California? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but if you see that one, obviously that's always a good one as well. And we know Dislife of Ours. Yeah, I um, love that. We know they were there for the weekend. Uh-huh. Um, they were there with Spokesmane. Right, but I don't know if any of their videos are out yet. So yeah. there's a lot of videos, um, plenty of options. You can catch them there. We're not going to talk anymore about that. Um, so having said that, let's just jump right into our show. Top 10 insider planning tips for 2019. 
It's a slow <laughs> clap. Um, but actually, I'm going to start out with a quick would you yeah, rather. Yeah, this is a surprise, and so just, none of us are prepared for this. this just to get everybody... On the fly, as we like to Just to get everybody in the swing yeah. of things and let every uh, any listeners kind of get to know us. Yeah. So this is a very basic question. But if you were at Walt Disney World on 829.19... Okay, so that's the... Would you rather... Be at the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge or at the opening of the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival? Alan? Galaxy's Edge. Cameron? Galaxy's Edge. Food and wine. Food and wine. Okay, so you guys, (laughs) why would you say Galaxy's Edge? I've been to Food and Wine. I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge. Not this version of Food and Wine. Well, I mean, Galaxy's Edge is a new thing that we've been waiting for for, I think, years. Galaxy's Edge is like a completely different thing that we've basically never seen before. But Food and Wine is like a, another variation of the past years yep, that's been that's true. happening. It's an update to it. I feel like I've watched enough videos that I know exactly what Galaxy's Edge is going to look like. Oh. Although it's going to be different being immersed into it. Right, but I don't want to be there on opening day when there's a hundred... And, well, I and, say a hundred, there's probably way more than that. Waiting to get in. A hundred what? People. As soon as I said it, I knew it was wrong. But. Would be nice. I thought you were going to say a hundred thousand, which yeah. would be closer to the real number than a hundred. <laughs> if it was a hundred, that would not be bad at all. That'd be like a local theme park. That'd be right. Like a five-minute wait for a A hundred families. That'd be like the carnival down at the Kmart <laughs> down the street. Not that we have carnivals or Kmart's in Wisconsin. Waiting to ride the little carousel that's outside. Yeah, of that's kind of. A, but the reason I said food and wine is because it is the first day. Right. I'd rather go to Galaxy's Edge day two or twenty six. That'll be interesting 80. to see the variance in attendance between the two parks. I mean, I'm sure. What do you, which two parks? Because they open on the same day: Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Food and wine opens the same day as Galaxy's Edge. So, right. Right, I'm saying that it'll be interesting to see how many more people are at Star Wars than at Food Than they wine. were... Because how many people are thinking about I mean, like you just comparing me, honey, one to the how other? how many people are thinking about, you know... I think it'd be interesting to see how many people are at Hollywood Studios the day before than how many people are at Hollywood yeah. Studios the uh, day Yeah, off. yeah. I mean, because I don't think you can compare food and wine to Galaxy's Edge because there's a limited number of people can get into Galaxy's Edge whereas food and wine is the entire world yeah, showcase and part of But how many people world. are thinking the same as you and I as opposed to the voice? Adults. Like I think all the kids I don't know. There's Hollywood. quite a few adults that live and breathe Star Wars. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying I think only adults would think that way. Not all adults, I, but I like mainly adults. I think we're comparing adults. apples to oranges. We're comparing a whole yeah. park to a right. small part of one park. That's true. A land and a park. I mean, Galaxy's Edge is going to be at capacity from open to close. They're going to be turning people away. Yeah, we still don't know for sure what the rules so are. So we'll never know how many people tried to go to Galaxy's Edge. But. Yeah. I just think it'd be interesting to see how many more people go to Hollywood Studios that day than the day before as compared to Epcot. And it'll be interesting to see what they do differently from Disneyland because they're going to learn from the opening of Disneyland what to do and what not to do when the. So we said we weren't going to talk anymore about Galaxy's (laughs) Edge and we just keep talking about it. But the one last thing I'll say is the videos we've seen, the crowds aren't, because they have those four hour windows, the the crowds are. 
very reasonable. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is so smart what they've done. I hope they they bring that to Walt Disney World. All right, but let's get into our top 10 Disney World vacation tips for 2019. Uh, I'm going to jump right into it. Um, Number 10. Our number 10 is to use all available resources, including a travel agent. So... There are Disney authorized travel agents that are free to you. Yes. You can use them for free. I just want to emphasize they're free to you. Right. They get paid by Disney, right? If they're authorized, then Disney gives them a portion of that sale. But your sale, the price for your entire vacation will be the exact same as if you booked it yourself. That's going to include any specials, any deals, any offers. If you went on the Disney website, you used the whatever offer they had, um, you booked your room at a certain resort for a certain amount of time, got your tickets, bought a special, any of that, it's going to cost you the exact same if you use a travel agent. Yep. The travel agent will get paid indirectly right. through Disney. Um, so I would definitely use them. Yeah. They want to help. Mm-hmm. Um, there are really good ones. We can give you recommendations, but no one's paying us, so I'm not going to promote Well, and a lot of the podcasts out now are from travel agents, you know, getting their name out. So that's a good way if, you know, to find what kind of travel agent you're looking for. But instead of having to go and look to find the tickets, you know, once you book, then you have to get your park tickets and your travel agent will do all of that for you. Yep. So... Yeah, and they can also do flights and stuff. You can do flights through uh, Disney World's website, but not for all airlines. Correct. So your your, uh, flight attendant, your travel agent's going to be able to get you all that. So when we say use all available resources, um, including a travel agent, we're talking YouTube. Oh, my gosh. We're talking podcasts like ours. Right. Vlogs and blogs. And those weren't real big the first, because I think back for our first trip, What's and I'm like, those? like podcasts and vlogs and stuff. Like, why didn't we utilize those when we went on our first trip? But they were, well, they YouTube, weren't really a thing at no, the time. I, how old is YouTube, Alan? Uh, 15, 16 years. Yeah. So YouTube was in its infant stages 12 years ago. Right. Yeah. And t- t- 2008 is when that really kicked off. Yeah. What's um, the first year that we went? 2008. Okay. But there weren't probably a lot of Disney vloggers or whatever. But we did just we're, didn't yeah. know about it at the time. We there were, look it I'm sure there were blogs. <laughs> right. And I'm sure there was there you know websites where you could find this stuff. Yeah. Um, but really use those resources. The more you invest, the yeah. more you're going to get out of it. Right. And your investment is time. Um, so it's just makes a lot of sense. Um, Everything we talk about here, you're going to have to do some research. Right. Um, so, may as well use all the available resources, emphasizing travel agent because yeah. they're going to be able to book everything for you. They've done this before, so it um, if you call a travel agent or if you find one online and they're not real helpful, just hang up. Yep. <laughs> find one that is because there are so many Disney Next. authorized. Um, <laughs> travel agents yeah. that are, oh, are just so, so enthusiastic they're going to walk you through the fast pass process through re- dining reservations um where to park um how to get to the parks all, all that they're going to walk you all of that yeah. so really this is kind of a catch-all um and it really if you want to spend the least amount of time just leave it all up to your travel agent just find one that you trust 
Yeah, and I mean, if you find one that you have a good rapport with and that you do trust, like that's such a big difference. And like, we are a pain in the butt with our travel agent because we don't make decisions right away. And we, so I'll email her and say, okay, what do you have for these dates? And then she'll respond and it's like, well, what about these dates? And then what about this kind of room? And what about that kind of room? Like, we want to know all of that information. Just to be clear, we're not, you are not talking about a Disney authorized travel agent. You are talking about DVC. No, she is also a Disney authorized travel agent. Because she always tells me that we can book our Disney vacations through her as well. But we found her through a DVC. You are correct about that. Okay. (laughs) So. But again, we are a pain in the butt. But she's very patient with us and very nice. I totally disagree with that. (laughs) I think think that if you follow the 10 steps we're about to give you, then you're just doing your job. And then they can do their job. And if you have needs, they need to fit around yours. Yeah. And... They should be more than willing to do that because they that's how they make their living. Right. Well, and you know, a podcast I was listening today, there was a travel agent on there and he, he was saying that they love it when guests contact them that have done their research, that know what they're talking about and know what they want and know what they're doing instead of just someone who's completely blind. So even if you do get a travel agent, it still pays to do the research. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's our whole point here yeah. is we do all of this research and we still utilize a travel agent when necessary. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, some of the things we don't use a travel agent for, like doing our fast pass and stuff, because we like to do them ourselves. Yeah. We do our own dining reservations, yep. stuff like that. Um, a bunch of the really good uh, travel agents um, that we interact with in social media and whatnot, um, they're more than willing to get up at 6 o'clock Eastern in the morning yes. on the day that your Fast Passes Our go live. Yes. But if they have another client going the same day or if they need to sleep in or if they just don't care, um, then you're probably going to want to do it yourself. So that's number 10. It's kind of a catch-all. Use all available resources, including a travel agent. Yep. Woohoo! <laughs> all right. On to number nine. Know your budget and stick to it. Yes. That's... This seems obvious. <laughs> well, that was another thing we did wrong on our first trip. We spent way too much money. <laughs> right. we, we did not have a budget. So we just started picking and choosing what we wanted. Yeah. And whatever the final cost was, we just paid it. Right. We went on the Disney website. We didn't look for special offers. And we just said, hey, this looks cool. Oh, a dining plan. Oh, my gosh. Three sit-down meals a day. That sounds cool. And then we get there, and that was way too much food for us. Right. Um, That's a lot. That Yeah. It is a lot. <laughs> so one of the things that I would suggest is just mapping this all out. Right. Say, what is the hard dollar amount that you want to spend for your whole trip? That's going to include everything, mm-hmm. including the money you spend there, tips at the airport, all that. Figure all that out. Yeah. Because then you're going to have to pay for travel. So whether you drive or fly to Disney World, you're going to have to pay for that. Whether right. it's gas or airline tickets, um, shuttles, whatever it is, that's a hard dollar amount your hotel that's a hard dollar amount right and your park tickets that's a hard dollar amount yeah you can get the dining plan that's another hard dollar amount but if not then these are kind of soft dollars so travel hotel park tickets you just take that out of your budget right that money's gone (laughs) Um, and then the rest you have allocated to dining merchandise drinks etc right so whatever you want to spend while you're there so now you already know how much money you have to spend while you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, it could include dining, may not, whatever. 
What we suggest is the soft dollar amount, whatever your budget is, use Disney gift cards. Right. Um, to stick to that. Right. So if you you're going to have going over two thousand dollars, I wouldn't buy a two thousand dollar gift card. <laughs> I might buy five two hundred dollar gift cards or something like that, um, and go through them one at a time, so you can kind of monitor where you're at. Uh-huh. But um, that will. That will help you stick to what you're willing and able to pay. Right. And you're probably going to go over that a little bit, but while you're there, you're going to feel good about right. it. Right. I mean, you're going to say, "Well, we can buy this right. extra." Right. But you know, burger. because if you don't have a gift card and you just are putting everything on your Magic Band, and then you go to your resort to look at your balance, it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And the, another thing that we do is we you can use the gift cards to pay off your balance. Yeah. So yeah. Like we had a bunch with you know random balances on there. And I remember I took them all to the front desk. But one tip, too, if you have a Target debit card, you get 5% off your purchases, and you can get Disney gift cards there. So if you got a $100 gift card, you would get 5% off on that. That may or may not still be working. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh They may have gotten hip to Uh that. Uh-oh. All right. So... Cameron really missed the, well, missed the boat on that <laughs> Yeah, one. I did. I, I did it myself. myself. <laughs> so. Cameron's our special effects guy. Yeah. Sleeping yep. on the job. I finally have a role. <laughs> um, so, know your budget. Yeah. Uh, travel hotel park tickets, those are hard dollars. Just yeah. take them out of your budget. Um, everything else, just kind of plan to spend it. Um, if you use your Magic Man to apply it to your room, check in every day or two days to use the gift card to pay it off or... You know, that's something you could leave on your debit card or a credit card and say, when it gets to $1,000, shut us off. Disney will do that. Yeah. So, that's number nine. And for the dining, too, really, you know, sit down and go through how much. Like, we don't eat a lot. So, add that into your budget, how much you think you're going to be spending you know, how many times a day you're going to be eating and all that. Yeah, and one of the ways I might do it is see how much money I had left over for food and then back my way into that. But, oh, oh, there you um, go. Yeah. We, we can talk about that a little bit yeah. later because it's further <laughs> down the list. All right, number eight, uh, choose a hotel that suits your needs. So this is kind of an easy one, um, but there are a lot of hotel options at Disney. Yeah. So for us, we really think about two factors. Money. And location. Yeah. And ceiling fan. And ceiling fan. <laughs> and whether yeah, they have a ceiling. Yeah, we really do love that, it. And the that's kind of how we decide which one we like that. better. Yeah. Well, because like if the at the Bay Lake Towers there wasn't a ceiling fan, and because of that, I would wake up with a sore throat. Well, because then we crank on the air, and then you yeah, and your I mean, dad you keep get saying really that, and you just sound air. ridiculous. When you say <laughs> yeah, no ceiling fan makes you have a sore throat. That's ridiculous because you don't have a ceiling fan in your room. I got a fan, but it's Frank. the air conditioning. Remember that one year you lost no, your voice. I know. I but he always says that because we don't have a ceiling fan, he loses his voice, which Uh-oh. is a ridiculous well, statement. Yeah. <laughs> I think right. it's if you don't, if you don't have a ceiling fan, then you have to crank the air up higher. And that has an effect on you. Anyway, this is all about what we do. So this is not a tip. But for me, location, you know, if money, put money aside location, I don't care about the theming as much or the restaurants in the resort. I want to be close to what I like to be close to. Right. (laughs) And when we say location, the closer you are to a park, the more you're going to pay. 
They right. like towers. Right. <laughs> right. But there are other factors. So do you want to be closer to Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios or Disney right. Springs or Epcot or Magic Kingdom? Think about where you're going to spend the most time, how much money you have to spend, and then find a resort in that general right. area. I will say this. No matter what Disney resort you spend your time at, you can get to all the parks. It's not that big of a deal. You can. You're going to be closer to one than the others. Right. And so in the end, if you go to all four parks the same amount of time, it's going to kind of equal out. Yeah. But if you really like Hollywood Studios, now they have the Sky Glider or the Sky Rider. Sky Rider. <laughs> that goes, um, you know, right to Hollywood Studios yeah, yeah, from yeah. certain... In Epcot from certain resorts. So if you love Epcot in Hollywood Studios, you can't afford the boardwalk, Caribbean Beach might be perfect for right. you. Let's just hope it's good. Yeah. And you What's know the, good? The Sky Glider Rider thing. Liner. <laughs> yeah. And what do, what do you mean by thing. good? Uh, if it's, that it's hot. Work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's our biggest concern. From what I've heard, concern. there won't be AC and... Yeah. So it... Yeah. I mean, I'm just, at this point, I'm just to the point where it's like Disney knows what they're doing, I hope. Yeah. I mean, it would be such, I mean, they're in Florida. It's not even like they're in California where the weather's the same all year. So they have to know that it's going to well, be hotter. I, I mean, Toy Story Land, there's like no shade in there. Right. So that's, that's something true. they, obviously, they missed that. That was an oversight. They yeah. missed it. Yeah, and weren't they considering putting air conditioning in the Skyliner, but then it would just weigh it down too much yeah. and they couldn't fit as many people in then? I don't think they really considered it. I mean, once they made the decision, the decision was made. Yeah, I mean, they look cool. There's like a whole bench on the inside. It's not just like a little seat right. that's on the inside. It's big. Yeah. And One it gets you around fast. I don't like is that you're in there with strangers. I know. Because that's just for the conversation. People, is that... Right. You know, it's like, we're not going to want to talk about how this yeah. restaurant was good or bad or indifferent if there's strangers in there. It's like, you're not going to have... Unless you have really fun strangers, then it's fun. Like that one bus ride to Not So Scary. I mean, I don't oh, care yeah. how fun someone yeah, is. I'm not going to tell them... that guy from London? I get that. <laughs> but if that person was just in a cubby hole with us, I wouldn't have probably talked to him at all. And like, what if he tooted? And I'm not going to, like, tell you guys that, like, someone smells or something if they're in the Skyrider with us. Or if maybe it's their friends that are in the Skyrider with us. Like, right. there's just conversation. Not, you can't roll down a window. Right. You can be with a loud group. I don't have to. True. I don't have to explain this. We all know that we act differently yeah. around strangers right. than when it's just the four of us. So, that's one thing I don't like. So, if I'm on a trip for five to ten minutes with some people that I don't want to talk to for whatever reason because they're talking about something I don't want to talk about or they have some belief yeah. that I don't have or, or whatever. Like, I just, that, yeah. that bothers me. Right, and you're in such close quarters. It's and... like when we're on the monorails and buses, it's like we are more silent than we usually are. Yeah. It's yeah. no right. different for Absolutely. a sky glider. Right. Well, why well, don't we just well, you're not going to talk because you're we in just there. take up the, all the seats. Uh, well, Cameron, you got to no. talk into the mic, buddy. <laughs> What if we just gain more weight and fit into all, all the seats so no one else can join us? That's a lose. Lose. We'd all have to be over 400 pounds. That's a Michael Scott's lose-lose-win situation. Because <laughs> I want to say those things hold up to like 2,000 pounds or something. Yeah. Crazy. 
And between the four of us, we will I, bring heavy luggage. Yeah. So choose a hotel that suits your needs. Um, there's moderate or there's value moderate deluxe. Um, there's DVC. There's offsite. Um, there's camping. There's the tree houses. So there's yeah. lots of options, lots of price ranges. Again, factor in the price and the location. Um, if price is more important, Choose a cheap, cheaper option. Yeah. Even if your bus ride is three minutes longer every time you go to Magic right, Kingdom, that over a week, that's going to increase your bus riding time by about 40 minutes. Yeah. So, and if you're staying at a value <laughs> resort, you're pretty much in the same vicinity. So at that point, you would consider theming. What you know, because you've got all star movies, all star music. Yeah, and there is theming, and I didn't even talk about that. Like Art of Animation, right? um, Is right next to Pop Century. Similar theming, but the rooms have suites and themes, so you're going to pay a little bit more. But if you don't need that suite, then just walk, you know, or take the Sky Glider (laughs) over to Pop Century. Yeah. um, And go there. Is the more we've gone there, we've we, we started at value and we've ended up at deluxe and DVCs. But I'm ready to go back down when it's when it fits our needs because yeah. the biggest reason we went from value to moderate was because of the queen size beds. Yeah. So the value resorts didn't have queen size beds. Um, so if you have a family of four, it's hard to fit. A family of four into two double beds. Right. So the fact that now they've gone upgraded to queen size, like at Pop Century, the beds fold out. I think they're doing that at the All Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Disney's conscious of this. Yeah. Um, if if you need more space, you have to get a bigger room. Right. So well, or you're going to be miserable. Boardwalk. Yeah. So the boardwalk, the Polynesian, um, those Does are two. Does the Riverside that, have? I want to say the like Riverside the, Bayou the Pirates, rooms. the Pirates rooms. Pirates, right? But in the Pirates um, rooms, are really far have away. a fifth bed. <laughs> right, which, it's like a little Murphy or, bed. Or uh, space for oh, a fifth, fifth person. bed. Oh, fifth, yeah. Where fifth you bed, sleep? That's, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> Alan, you love those little Murphy beds. Yeah. That's always Alan's spot. I fit spot. perfectly. I'm under the TV, so. Yeah. Okay, so number seven, check the crowd levels. Now, sometimes you can't choose which park you're going to be at because you have other obligations or whatever. But if you have the choice, check the crowd levels. How do I check the crowd levels? Someone might be asking if this were an interactive podcast with the three other people in this room. Yeah. Um, There are services like touring plans, which we highly recommend. Yes, I Um, love it. Hashtag not an ad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, For less than the price of a margarita at La Cava, for less than a uh, souvenir... BB-8 cup. Um, you can buy a whole year of touring plans yeah. services. So it's about a yeah. dollar a month. Yep. Which is ridiculously cheap. Um, they will give you a breakdown based off of a bunch of analytics that we don't have access to. How busy they think each park will be. And they assign them a number from 1 to 10. 10 being the most busy that a park can possibly be. <laughs> That's a good thing. Which I, I would never cheer for that. Uh, I thought you were going to do. A, a park at a 10 is... A park at a 10 is something you want to stay away yeah. from. Um, but 10 is higher. Right. Right. Oh, higher wait, crowds. Yes. <laughs> so can I just set the stage real quick for what we do when we plan? Like last weekend, we sat down and we had touring plans open. And we looked at park hours... 
which parks had extra magic hours. We looked at the crowd levels, and we looked at what days had the um, special events. Yeah, the Christmas party, because that's the time of year that we're going. So we took all of those things into account when we were scheduling our days. Yeah, so you really want to take a look at special events. Um, if extra magic hours are known, that's going to change how busy a park is. Mm -hmm. um, especially Magic Kingdom. So if they have late extra magic hours or if they have a ticketed event, those are going to do two different things to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, world. exactly. If it's late extra magic hours, the number of people is going to go way up. Yep. If there's a ticketed event that night, the number of people during the day is going to go way down. Yep. So that's something that Touring Plans does for you, though. Right. So we're telling you all this, but they've done the real work. Right. So ours is a best guess. Theirs is based off of reservations. Um, and Just time of year, like yeah. previous years. Exactly. It's a good algorithm. And they will, like last week, remember, they emailed me because it had changed yep. on the dates that we're going. So they'll update you as it goes along. So really if nice. you're if you're going for multiple days and you want to know which park to go to on which days, say you're going for four days, you're going to split each day in half. That's eight different uh, time frames. Mm -hmm. There's four parks. Say you want to go to Magic Kingdom three times, Epcot twice, Hollywood Studios twice, the Animal Kingdom twice. You can slot in those times based off of, off of the Touring Plans model. Um, one other thing I will say is that Walt Disney World is now using tiered pricing. So the more expensive the park tickets for any given day, uh, the more crowded the parks will be overall. Do you have something? Uh, no. <laughs> Why are you looking like we're doing He's something wrong? Push one of these. Oh, you're actually <laughs> saying something that wasn't true. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so they use tiered pricing. So the more expensive the park tickets, uh, the more crowded the park will be overall. Um, and yeah. again, the nice thing about Touring's plans touring plans is they're going to break that down even yep. further to go by park. Right. So Fridays are always going to be more expensive than Tuesday mm -hmm. of the same week. Holidays um, are going to be more expensive. Right. So if it's Martin Luther King holiday on Monday, that whole weekend's going to be crazy and maybe a few days after. But touring plans will say, yes, Magic Kingdom's going to be a nine that day, but Animal Kingdom's only going to be a two because people that go... I'm making this up, but people that go on Martin Luther King Day, um, they only go to one park and they go to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So maybe the other parks aren't as busy. So, um, So yeah, if you're flexible on the dates, like say you know you want to go in May, go on there and look at the crowd levels because there might be a particular weekend in May that there's a race or there's something else going on that you want to stay away from that weekend. So then that can help base when in may you're gonna go because it would make a big difference if you go yep. on a race weekend it's gonna be packed what's a race weekend? Uh oh um they have marathons that makes sense um and really all of these tips you, you it's not you don't do these in order you do all 10 of them and then you figure out when you're gonna come right and what's most stay. important to you correct and, yeah but these are the things you really need to be um thinking about right so uh number six um is kind of Seems obvious to us, but it's not obvious to everybody. Know your dates and book everything as soon as possible. Yeah. So, what I mean by know your dates, the first day you're going to arrive, that's day zero, right? Unless you get there at like 8 a.m. No, it's still day zero. Oh, okay. The day you get there is the day you get there. Okay. <laughs> no matter when you get there. 
That's when you get there. Um, so prior to that, 11 months prior to that day, you can book a DVC. Yes. Whether it's 8 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> 11 months prior to that, you can book a DVC through a DVC rental place. After seven months, or at the seven-month mark, the price goes down, but there's not as much available. Right. Um, dining reservations, you can book those six months in advance of your for first day. And what's important to think about with all of these dates is you can book out your entire vacation from that day. Yeah. So 60 days from your first day or day zero, you can book your dining reservations for every day you're there, even though now it's... 180 days. Six months. Six months. You said 60 days. Oh, six months. <laughs> you're thinking of something else. <laughs> well, so six months in advance. Yeah. Um, you can book, if you're staying for two weeks, you can book six months and two weeks in advance. Yeah. Um, because it's all based off of that day that you check in. And generally, you can get what you're looking for. Like, dining reservations aren't as hard as fast passes. I mean, there's a couple, like Be Our Guest or Cinderella's Royal Table that well, you want to make sure you get right away. But we are going during food and wine, and we didn't have a problem getting anything we wanted. So the dining reservation six months in advance, it's important to keep in mind character dining, mm -hmm. signature dining, new restaurants right and be our guest yeah yes <laughs> and be our guest so if you want to get any of those you need to book them that morning yeah the morning that your window opens um for fast passes that window is 90 days if you're on property 60 days if you're off property uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> and that is not easy to get. Like last year when we went, we couldn't get flights of passage our first week. Uh -oh. So 60 days if you're not staying at a Disney resort, you're going to have very limited options. Right. The other thing to keep in mind with this is you get to book your whole vacation. So um, if 60 days out, you start to book your fast passes, the first day that you're staying, there's going to be less available than yeah. your last day. Yeah. Um, and so on. So well, hopefully it'll, it will be better now too, because people were gaming the system and they were booking fake reservations for the weeks before their actual trip. So then, when that date hit, then they could book the fast passes for their real trip. But Disney put a squash on yeah. that. Yeah. So too. basically, <laughs> if I was checking into my resort on October first, I would book a room at Pop Century for the ten days before October first. Yeah. And then my window would open 10 days earlier. Right, I could book the 10 days through Pop Century and then the 10 days of my actual trip. I could book, book 20 days worth of Fast yeah. Passes. You wouldn't book any for those first 10 days, right. but the window was open. Right. Um, and then you just cancel that first reservation to Pop Century. Mm -hmm. And they would keep your reservations at your real resort. Disney now, if you cancel that reservation, they cancel any Fast Pass you made using that reservation yeah. so i'm staying at pop century from the 20th to the 30th from the first to the 10th i'm staying at port orleans um i canceled my pop century and i booked fast passes for those 10 days and the next 10 while i'm staying at port orleans they're canceling all of them yeah which i'm glad yeah i mean, I mean it was it was cool at first for people that knew how to do it, but then yeah. it became so wide known. Everyone right. knew how and to then do you, it. Like yeah. we just said, you couldn't get reservations for your first week of your trip. Yes. Um, so fast pass is 90 days, uh, 60 days if you're not 
staying on, I always want to say campus. <laughs> property. On um, property. And, you know, when we say book your trip, you only have to put, if you book through Disney, or I would assume it's the same with the travel agent, but you only have to put $250 down and the balance is owed 45 days before the trip. So yep, that's when we're saying book early, all. you don't have to pay for your entire trip at that time. You're just, no, but you should book it. You should right. secure it. So you're booking it and you're securing it for $250. And then you have yeah. up until 45 Don't days to pay it off. Don't ever give them more money than they ask for. Like, right. Yeah. Pay exactly. On. You keep that in your savings account. You collect that interest. Exactly. And you wait till that 45 days and then pay it off. But So you have time to pay for all of this stuff. Okay, so that was number six. Know your dates. Book everything as soon as possible. That's really important. Um, if you want to do special events, either ticketed events at the parks or some special events at Epcot within the parks, do that as soon as possible. Yeah. Do not wait. Just it don't wait. It does sell out. Don't wait. So many people wait. I hear people at my work and stuff, and they're like, oh, we're going to Disney World in two months, and... What fast passes do you think I should get? And I said, whatever you can get, pal. You're yeah. going to be getting It's a Small World. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just missed the boat. Exactly. Which takes us into number five. Making fast passes and riding rides. Um, you have to have a plan yes. before you get there. Yeah. And I know if this is your first trip, you're thinking, how in the world can I schedule out my fast passes I've never been there. I don't know which rides are good. I don't know which rides are next to which rides. Blah, blah, blah. Use your resources. Yep. All right. Yep. One of them is the Steamboat Mickey podcast, uh, episode 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you need to know which rides are the toughest to get, and then you start with those. Yeah. So Flight to Passage. Slinky, Slinky Dog. Dog. Exhibition Everest. Exhibition Everest. Seven Maybe. Dwarfs Mine Train. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And anything Rock in Star and Wars Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, now we don't know what's going to happen with Hollywood Studios, so that's why I didn't specifically bring up Rock and yeah. Roller Coaster. I mean, Slinky Dog we know is still really popular, um, but we still don't know what they're going to do with Hollywood Studios. What fast tier passes. you mean they're going to be in? How do you know there's going to be oh, tiers? Oh, that's true. <laughs> we don't know anything because when galaxy's edge opens smugglers run is not going to allow fast passes probably right but eventually two rides are going to be open there yeah and they're going to have to slot them into fast passes uh -huh. somewhere so is there going to be a star wars tier a toy story tier then an everyone else tier right because what did they do with toy story toy you story got one toy one story and then two anywhere else okay which um, benefited us because then we could do Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror in the same tier as before they were not in the same tier. Right. Rock and Roller Coaster was in a higher tier. Right. Which is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> um, than Tower of Terror. Yeah. I don't know how Tower of Terror got in tier two, but. I know. But even with the Toy Story thing, so it, in Toy Story Land, there's three rides. Yeah. There's the Alien Spinning Saucers, ass. Swirling. Swirling saucers, ass, still ass. No matter how you spell it, it's still. ass. Um, Toy Story Midway Mania, which is now just called Toy Story Mania. And that's they took the midway out. I yeah. mean, no one said midway. And then, what do you mean? No one. Like people would no say, "Let's go on Toy Story Mania." Oh, right. no one would refer to it. Yeah. Okay. So it's just easy. Yeah. Why not? Sure. Just take it out. Sure. But that's a. That's but I still a like it because the idea wait. was you were in the midway of a carnival and you were trying to win prizes yeah. by knocking down dolls or popping darts or yeah whatever it was. 
ring toss. Although they didn't have the, they had the ring toss, but they didn't have the uh, softball in a milk can. <laughs> or the, well, you the smash ping pong plates. ball in a fish bowl. Goldfish bowl, yeah. <laughs> you smash plates with a baseball, tennis ball. That makes me think that that ride would go well in Dino Land. What would? Toy Story Mania. Oh, because they, they have, have those carnivals. Earl and Cooter's Carnival <laughs> or whatever. What it's called? No, but it might as well be. It's, it's like, who the hell are these guys? It's a name like <laughs> Earl. It's just Cooter. two dinosaurs like no one's ever heard of, and they're just throwing a carnival in the middle of Animal Kingdom. How long before you think that's gone? Two uh, years. Yeah, two years? <laughs> Which part? Just the, Just the, the whole part dino where you land. squirt it's the water will stay. Dinosaur will mouth. stay. Or get but that's not part remade of in some way. It's not part of that whole area, yeah. though. It's kind of... But I'm saying that now there's a, there's a Club 33 back there. Oh, that's right. There's Dinosaur. But it, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about yeah. that little midway They area. can easily like just Cameron's make it something ride. new. Like, they can make it some new yeah. and better. Even if they wanted to theme it off of dinosaurs, they could still make it way better than Dude, this. Dude, they could outsource this to an 8th grade class in any Orlando middle school and <laughs> yeah. find a better way to use that They space. could make it yeah. like Jurassic Park, but they can't make it like Jurassic Park because it's not, not Disney. Disney. But it kind so of did you like just it. say they can make something that they can't make? Well, they can't <laughs> use the name Jurassic Park, Who but they can Jurassic have that Park? idea. Universal. Oh, I was going to say just buy them out. What? That's what they seem to be doing Disney lately. wishes. <laughs> uh, are you sure about that? Uh, some parts, like Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is important to know which rides are the toughest to get. Yeah. Um, and we talk a lot about the thrill rides. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I wanted to mention is if you have toddlers or young kids, you're going to want to use your fast passes on Peter Pan and Winnie the Pooh. Yep. At the Magic Kingdom, and you're definitely going to want to use it for Frozen Ever After at Epcot. Oh my gosh, yes, that's a hard one to get. So Epcot is its own little animal, right, Alan? Yeah, it is strange in many ways when it comes to fast passes. Well, not many. What's There's... the hardest fast pass you think? Well, Frozen by far is the hardest, but the you thing. You think it... so? More than Test It is. Yeah. It is. Because even last trip, every time we would check for Fast Passes, there was never Test Track. We would there get Soren, but never Test Track. Never Frozen. Right. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Test Track. So what, what, you, you said that yeah. Epcot's weird. Why is yeah, it weird? Because their two main rides are in the same tier, Test Track and Soren. Yeah. It makes no sense. You're going to go on one good ride and two rides you don't care about. But they're, that's, they're trying to you know, thin the lines out for the two most popular rides, but then they're just making figments line way long and that ride is not worth that wait. <laughs> well, maybe they're doing that. I always look at it as that if they didn't have tiers, everyone would have the same three fast yeah. passes. It, yes. You'd have Soren, you'd have Test, Test Track, Track, and you'd have Frozen, Frozen Ever After. Yeah. Isn't Frozen the same as Test Track and Soren? They're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those three are in one tier. You yeah. can only pick... Mm-hmm. One of them. And then you have Nemo, Figment. Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Mission Earth, Space. Mission Living Space. with the Land. Living with the Land. Uh, Trace Caballeros. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Is... Okay, so now when Ratatouille comes and maybe Mary Poppins comes and then the Jungle Booze. Booze. <laughs> yeah, I'm going wishful, on that one. Wishful thinking. <laughs> wishful thinking. I, I think we already created that one. 
<laughs> what do you think, uh, Ratatouille? What do you think? Well, too? they'll be with Frozen, I think, because it's, it's gonna be. So a maybe they separate ride. the tiers. Maybe they yeah. do Soren and Rat- Test Track as one tier, Ratatouille and the Jungle Booze, <laughs> oh, Ratatouille and Frozen as another required. tier. <laughs> that would make sense, though. You have the Thriller rides in one tier. <laughs> <laughs> what would you me. have in another You would have the thrill rides in one tier, and then like the kid rides, like Ratatouille and Frozen. Oh my gosh, and Galaxy's Edge, that's gonna be coming out soon. The roller coaster. What? <laughs> Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, what did I say? <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. It's completely off the rails. Yeah. Normally we're Guardians off the rails before of the this. Galaxy. Yeah, um, I mean, we're at yeah, 44 so they, minutes. They have to split up the tiers. There's no way all of those rides are going to be in one. Right. So here's a tip that isn't in our top 10, but it should be. <laughs> and this especially applies to Test Track. Use a single rider line. Oh, yes. Because yes. you can go out back to the gift shop, and if you just keep on walking, you can build your own car. Yeah. So, so that I, whole part... So if... If you go in single rider, you can't build your own car. But at the you, front. Right. But at the didn't front. Didn't you guys walk through the gift shop once That's and just, just build a car? That's what I just said. You can go out back into the gift shop. Oh, okay. So where people come out of the ride, close to where they sell the croissant donuts, the place you can walk in through that exit, basically, yeah. and you can create your own car. Yeah. And it's not too far back. And then you add it to your magic band, and then when you go on the single rider line, you can scan your magic band... Your car will show up, so you're in a row with three people. You can each have your own cars, and then it's going to show you based off efficiency, power, environment, I don't know what else. Responsibility. Responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Handling. Um, It's going to give you a score, a ranking. So you can build your own car, add it to your magic band, go through the single rider, and there you go. The thing is... The single rider line is huge. So here's my fast pass. Here's what I recommend for everyone to do mm, uh, for your fast passes at Epcot. I say you rope drop Frozen. You go from Frozen to Test Track, go in the single rider line, and then you make your fast passes from 10 to 11 at Soren. Yeah, that's a good idea. You can do all three of the major rides, and you'll be done by 11 a.m. Yeah. Um, and if you do it right, if the park opens at 9, you do at 9 o'clock, you do Spaceship Earth. You can even use those as you walk in, or you can just go rope drop frozen. Um, But what I recommend is doing your first two fast passes at 9 and 10, things that you're not even going to go on, so that your main um, ride, so say it's Mm Soren, is from 10 to 11. Or you could do Soren... Um, or you could do Soren from 10 to 11 or 11 to 12 and then just do another throwaway one. So you want to have all your fast, long way of saying, you want to have all your fast passes done by noon so you can start adding that fourth fast pass. Right, but you're not getting Test Track or Soren as your fourth fast pass. Yes, you those are. those go so fast. We've gotten Soren. We get it many all times. the time. We've gotten Soren, we've gotten Test Track, we've gotten Frozen. You can get any ride at Disney but World as a fourth. But you're very persistent. So? <laughs> okay, so impossible. if you want those rides, you have to keep checking constantly. 
No, you don't. Well, another thing... I don't thing... know why you're poo-pooing this whole thing. <laughs> no, I agree with you, but, I mean, those fast passes go They're so just fast. hard to get. Right. But if you want them, you will get them. Because remember that one time we got to Epcot, it was like well, this, 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, this whole podcast isn't about one time that we were at Disneyland. <laughs> but the first it's about fast making the most out they of had every was trip at 7.30 that night. But whatever. Another, and if you would have checked an hour later, you might have gotten one at four. That's true. Like, Another what, Alan? Another thing about single rider, don't go in there as a family and expect to sit by each other. Right. Because cast they, members, no, they, they won't, they don't care if you get split up. Right. Well, one that, time when I was on there, it was like a dad and his son that was like 12, 13. Uh, they were in different cars and the cast members like, because the dad said, oh, we're together. Cast That's just not care. what single right. rider yeah, means. Yeah, it's single Then you're rider. no longer a single rider. Right. You, you, so if it's a group of two, you will be put in that extra spot. You're only going to be put in extra point. spots. If there's a group yeah. of six or three, they won't leave room for you. Now, if it's a group of four, you might be in the same car. You might be in the same row because they're going to yeah. need two extra people. Yeah. Um, but which, just, you know, I don't know if y'all remember Aunt Bridget. She went on single yeah. rider. We all had fast yeah, passes. Yeah, we all remember Aunt Bridget. <laughs> but so we had fast passes. <laughs> she had single rider. No. <laughs> and then we met up at the same spot to get on yeah, the ride. So I was wait- it was the same time. The longest time I've waited in single rider, when I got to the end, I noticed people that are in the fast pass line because they're and right had, next to each other. Uh-huh. It was a 20 minute wait. You can definitely get through the single rider line faster than the fast pass I've line because got... part of the fast pass line is building your car. Yeah, that's true. Thing is, I went in single rider, there is not one person in it. That happened like twice. Really? Okay. Well, this yes. isn't about what happened to us once or yeah. twice. Can you this build is about a car making in the single best... rider? No. Oh, okay. This is about making the best trip possible. Um, so one of the things that Cameron has brought brought up in the past, but he's silent today, <laughs> is that um, when you're riding the rides, you should never wait more than 60 minutes. Yes. Yeah, I think the longest we waited yes. for a ride was 90, right? Yeah, for a Toy Story. Yeah. And then we eventually just get got out of line. But I feel like... <laughs> Anything that any ride that you wait for more than sixty minutes is a waste of your time because you can always find another opportunity. Yeah. Be there for one day. I think that's a good thing for any theme park. Like when I went to Six Flags, I didn't go on a single ride that was less that was more than an hour. Yeah. I gotta do a ton of rides in a short Yeah, so you might miss out on a ride or two, but you're going to be able to experience a lot more, more yeah, rides. Yeah, because there's the other things to do. I went on the ride, so I didn't even know we're there. The other <laughs> thing that I like to do is when we come up to a lesser ridden ride, like say Splash Mountain, um, maybe the wait is 45 minutes, pull out the app, check to see yeah. if there's a fast pass for Splash Mountain, because sometimes there's one available yeah, to you in that moment. Point. That's happened at Primeval Whirl. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. It's happened at Kilimanjaro Safaris. Um, and sometimes at Kilimanjaro Safaris, sometimes that line can be oh. an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and as you're walking to a ride, just pull up the app, check it out, see if there's a fast pass available. It's quick. Even if it's 15 or 30 minutes in the future, you can go grab something to eat right. or grab a drink or grab a snack. Or um, if you're at Animal Kingdom, walk one of the treks. Um, and, and really uh, make the most of your day. Yeah. All right. So what was that? That was number five, making fast passes and riding rides. Really, with everything, have a plan. Have a plan. Um, number four, 
Um, we're going to talk about food. So again, with food, really what you want to do is plan out as many of your meals in advance as you can. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean you say from 7 to 7.30, we're going to eat here. Mm -hmm. And then from 12 to 12.30, we're going to eat here. And then from 3. Just have a basic understanding of what you want to do. So one of the things we do as a family, we're not big breakfast eaters. Right. Even though we love breakfast food. Right. Um, <laughs> but we'll get yogurt or granola or something like that in the morning that you can have at your resort. Yeah. So I don't need no. to go spend money right. um, for that. Or I'll so, pack protein bars with us. And, <laughs> and we also like to try to plan to have two meals a day. Right. And sometimes that's just eating stuff in the resort or right when we get to the park eating a snack and then having a big huge meal at like right. three o'clock right. um, but really the important thing is to schedule as many meals as possible even if you're eating at your resort um, and because one of the things i always think about when i think about eating at disney world is when you wing it you make bad decisions. Yeah. Because then you wait and wait. And, oh, let's just go on this ride real quick. And then all of a sudden you're starving. And so now you're going to eat food that's maybe yes. overpriced or it's garbage. Yes. Um, it's the closest thing to you. Um, maybe it's a bunch of fried foods or maybe it's a, a triple cheeseburger when you right. normally only eat a double cheeseburger. Or maybe it's Pizza Planet. Or maybe it's, well, there is no Pizza Planet. Pizza Rizzo. Oh, yeah. Rizzo. But that happened to us for the Halloween parties because we didn't eat all day and then we went to the Halloween party and then everything closed and we... Pico spills. And actually, the, okay, that, was that good. ended up turning into a good thing. It looked like a bad thing, it. but it was okay. <laughs> but we were mad because everywhere we originally went to eat was closed and so... Which I don't know We didn't why. plan very well that time. Right. And if you're walking around the parks and you're hungry and you don't have any reservations or you go, well, let's just go see if we can get into... Um, Tony's. Yeah. Which you usually Which can. no one has ever said ever. Um, so you go, oh, you walk up, hey, can we get in? They say it's going to be an hour and 15 minutes. So now I'm buying a bag of Doritos, right. a Mickey Mouse bar, and a Mountain Dew. Yeah. Well, that's, one, it's expensive. Yep. It's not real great for you. Right. Um, you're going to crash in like an hour. And so you're just going to make bad decisions. Right. You're going to spend too much money. You're going to eat foods you don't necessarily want. Try to get the most out of every dollar you spend on food at Disney. That right. that would be my best advice to someone. Um, we talk a lot of times about snack credits. Yep. If you're on the dining plan and you use snack credits, don't ever use a snack credit for anything that's less than $5. Right. That's our rule. Yep. And, and it works for us. Yes. That's a great rule because, I mean, if it's less than $5, just pay for it. Because you can get snacks that are 10 bucks on your dining plan, and that's a great deal. Absolutely. But then that goes back to, you know, your budget. So if you're a family that likes to plan your vacation around eating and you like going to the restaurants, then definitely consider doing the dining plan. But if that's not really what you care about, like us, like we like a few of our restaurants that we have to go to every time. But we don't plan our whole. I'd rather eat at one eating. really good restaurant every day and then have a few snacks. Yeah. Than eat at two restaurants. Yeah, that I feel are like that a takes little up bit lesser quality. So yeah. <laughs> I'd rather go to um, Vianopoli. Yeah. And Rose and Crown, 
and La Salle, right. you know, in places like that, yeah. then go to the mag- electric umbrella and right. <laughs> cosmic rays right. or something. So, yeah. Um, and really, you want to plan things around the times you eat as a family. So figure that out. Um, it's easier to get reservations um, like off times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you do an early dinner or a late lunch, you're almost always going to get things. Um, or you could eat, like at Epcot, you can eat like as the park's closing, but then you're going to miss illuminations or whatever right. the next fireworks show is. Um, so really just kind of plan out when you like to eat um, and then and then figure out um, your reservations from there. One thing I'll say is the first thing you can book are reservations. Right. So if there's a restaurant you really want to go to, you might have to move around. So we have there are... Our whole schedule planned out. You're going to go to Magic Kingdom on Monday and Animal Kingdom on Tuesday, Hollywood Studios on Wednesday, the Water Park on Thursday, and Epcot on Friday. Um, and you really, really, really want to eat at Tusker House. And the only availability is Wednesday. Well, now you move Animal Kingdom to Wednesday, Hollywood Studios yeah. to Tuesday, and whatnot. So that's the first thing you're going to be able to book. Yeah. Um, so yeah just keep that in mind our days always change because of those types of things yep (laughs) okay that was number four um that's food really again it just boils down to just plan uh number three this is one of my favorites it sounds like it's like why do you have to say that but it's you do like it's true plan your food no what you're about to say oh well you could have waited till after i <laughs> yeah. said it i was prefacing you could have waited a minute you're number Uh-oh. three <laughs> um so number three this is one of my favorites um it, it's almost going to get you more bang for your buck than anything else we're talking about um be nice to cast members yes be nice oh, it's a it good goes a long way it's nice to be nice. It is. That's Prince Charming Dad. Yeah. But it's nice to be nice. But you will get things resolved easier, yeah. better, yeah. Um, of more value to you. If you are just nice to all the people that work there, they actually have abilities to give you fast passes. Yeah. They have abilities to get you dining credits. They can get you merchandise. Yeah. They can get you upgraded in your rooms. They can get you in a minivan instead of taking the bus. Yeah. Like there are so many things that they are capable of doing yeah. that they just don't do because most people are jerks. Right. Like so it I mean it can be very stressful being in the parks and with all the people around and I'm they deal with people that aren't very nice all day long. And it really is like Personally, working in the service industry, when you get someone who's really nice, it, it makes such a big difference. Like, outside a rock and roller coaster, I went to that stand to get a pretzel, and I just asked the kid how his day was going. And he was so, like, overwhelmed by me to asking about him, he gave me the pretzel for free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was one time we were at Epcot, and the electricity went out. Yeah. So they had generators <laughs> yeah. for the restaurants, and that was it. So what they were trying to do for people that were complaining was, you know, get them into a restaurant or whatever. And, you know, if it's your last day at Epcot and it's seven o'clock at night and the electricity's out and you had fast passes to the one ride you wanted to go to, you don't care if they're going to give you a free burger at the electric umbrella. Right. Like, that's not enough. But don't be a jerk about it. Right. So when that happened to us, we were going to be here for a while, there for a while. Yeah. Um, so when we got up to the cast member, they had brought people over from Hollywood Studios and people from other parks yeah. because there were so many people 
that they obviously had to take care of because there was nothing. The only thing that was alive at Epcot was the restaurants. Um, so we walked up. I looked at the cast member and I said, I am so mad right now. And she goes, okay, I understand. And I said, I'm just kidding. Like, we understand this isn't your fault. Like, we just want to know what you can do for us yeah. because um, we only have fast passes to test track today. We're here for another week, but we only had fast passes to test track once. Next time we come to Epcot, our fast passes are at Soren. I said, so I have a plan. And she was like, what's your plan? And I said, why don't you just give us extra fast passes on the day we're coming back so we can go on the rides we were supposed to go on today? And she was like, no, that sounds great. And she's like, and here's some super fast passes yeah. that you can use at any park, yeah. on any ride. Yeah. Um, just because we were pleasant about it. And we said, hey, look, the only reason we're here is because we just want to make sure we get on test track. Right. She understood that. And we ended up getting to go on Frozen. And I want to say Seven Dwarfs Mine Train we used at... Magic Kingdom, and mm -hmm. it, it was great just yeah. because we were just nice. Yeah. But this is at your resort. This is uh, people that are picking up trash. Uh, anybody that you walk by, just say, hey, have a magical day. How you doing? Yeah. Smile. Um, it goes a long way. You want to tell the story about Toy Story Mania? Camera. Oh, yeah. Talk. What? Do you remember what happened on Toy Story Mania? Oh, this, we had this is a podcast. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay, I, I was just thinking about what you're this talking about. This was on your list, right? Where anyway, stuff from your... Anyway, just tell the, tell the story. Anyway, so uh, one of us was wearing like a Brewer's jersey or what, something. A Milwaukee Brewer's shirt. Mo Milwaukee Brewer's shirt. And then as we got off of Toy Story, there's a cast member there who's from Apple Appleton. I think so, yeah. And she saw that one of us was wearing... Um, she's from Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. And she saw that we were wearing a... One of us was wearing a Brewer shirt, and she was like, Oh, are you guys from um, Milwaukee? And we're like, yeah. And then we talked, and then she was like, You guys want to go on again? <laughs> <laughs> so she literally just let us go right back into the part where you board the ride. Yeah, because yeah. we were on one side of the ride, and we basically just had to walk across the car yeah. to get to the other side, and they put us right back. And it was our there. last day, wasn't it? Or it's last day at Hollywood Studios. And this was like a like the week or week, second week after Bruce's loss at the playoffs. Yeah, oh, that's right. We saw it at ESPN Zone. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, it was really cool. That just just wearing something from your hometown, and then she noticed it, and we were, you know, she asked, and I was like, oh yeah, and then I started talking to her about it. And are you from Wisconsin? And it became like this conversation, and then she's like, oh, you want to ride again? Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So just be nice to your cast members. Um, they're not there for the money. They don't get paid a lot. Yeah. They're minimum um, wage. There's yeah. something in them that wants to learn the Disney way that wants to work hard and wants to be at a place that they enjoy. Um, so just treat them with the respect they, they deserve. And they love working with people. That's the whole hospitality industry. Yep. And it's like you don't do it if you don't like talking to people and interacting with people. So And this make, isn't to say that, nice for that every time you're nice to someone, you're going to get something. No, and don't I mean, do it just for that. You right. Know? <laughs> well, I was going to say, one of the things you might get is a smile. Right. And... It's scientifically proven that if you smile at a person, they're more likely to smile back. Yeah. It's actually going to improve their uh, emotional intelligence. So, you know, and I've seen the opposite. I've seen where 
a guest has been so rude to a cast member and you just see it on their face where they're just like on the cast member's face like they just look so sad and it's like oh. so the last <laughs> trip we went we were at animal kingdom lodge on my birthday and our luggage didn't show up yeah. and i went to the front desk and i was really mad and they could sense that and i said i you know our luggage isn't here. We're trying to go. It was your it, birthday. I'm try, well, I'm <laughs> trying to explain it to them. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, I know this has nothing to do with you guys. This is a different resort. When we checked out of there, we didn't think they were really going to get our stuff here. So we're not surprised it's here. Would you just be able to check? And she's like, yeah, let me check. She brought a manager over. They started talking to me. They just tried to diffuse me. They said, well, what are you looking forward to doing tonight? I said, well, we're going to the not-so-scary Halloween party. And as annual pass holders, uh, we can get in at 3. And it was already 4 o'clock. And I said, you know, I I literally said to them, I, I know this doesn't matter to you, but it is my birthday. Like, today is my birthday. <laughs> and this is what I want to do on my birthday. And I just wanted to be at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And so it's kind of ruining my day that we don't have our outfits that we're going to wear. Yeah. And and they just looked at me and said, well, we just added $250 room credit to you. And you can spend that however you want, sir. So have a great birthday. And, and I, that frown turned upside down. They could see how upset I was. But because I was being so level-headed and I was just saying... I just want you to find our bags. Like, yeah. it was more desperation. They're like, well, 250 bucks. That'll get you guys each a uh, not-so-scary Halloween t-shirt and something to eat, I think is what the manager said to me. Yeah. So if you want to just wear one of the special edition not-so-scary Halloween t-shirts, you can buy that at the park. He's like, if you want to buy something in our gift store, use it however you want. There's just $250 credit on your room. That's nice. So, there you go. Yeah. Be nice to the cast members. Yes. Alan. What? <laughs> Alan doesn't talk to anyone. <laughs> That's yeah, not being mean either. It's hard to be nice when you're neutral all the time. <laughs> um, so number two, we got to wrap this up. Uh, number two, use the app. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. We've talked about this. We've talked about this a lot. Use the app while you're there. That's use all the app I do. It's always you, in my hand. <laughs> before you get there, use the app. After you get there, use the app. While you're there, yeah. use the app. Um, you can do fast passes on there. You can do mobile ordering yes. for your food, which is going to skip lines, which is yes. going to give you more time. The greatest commodity at Disney parks is time. Yes. And if someone can give you more time, you take that time. So yeah. use that app. Um, keep going into the app to find fast passes. Use the app for mobile ordering. Use the app to find your photo passes. If you have photo pass, all of the pictures will show up there. Yeah. Use the app. If you walk up to a quick service and there's a long line, just go on your app and mobile order, and then you yeah. skip that whole line. And we do that. We All do the time. That we do that. Uh, Deluxe Burger. We Deluxe did Burger Deluxe. was the yes. first time we did it. And we did it in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. The Restaurantosaurus. Is that what it's at called? At Dinoland. Yeah, in Dinoland. I mean, I did it a lot on the last trip. I walk in, and it's like, oh, my God, look at all these people. And it's like, oh, we'll just do it. And what we did is we stayed in the normal line while we placed the order. Yeah. And then once it completes, because yeah. you want to make sure that it gets all the way through and they accept your payment and everything. And then we're just like, hold on, we're going over there to get yeah. our food. And it's amazing how many people don't know. And like how many people would look at us like, well, where are they? Yeah, they look And they're signs <laughs> that say like mobile ordering this yeah, way. Yeah, and no one's there. Right. Well, they look confused <laughs> and then they look shocked when they right. saw us and the other one And the longest I food. waited was there was two people ahead of me once. And that was right. like the longest. Was that the dino place? Yeah. yeah. And I talk about this on a lot of different podcasts, but if you're listening to us for the first time, 
if you have extra fast passes. Once you use your three, you want that fourth one, you can get Flight of Passage, you can get Slinky yeah. Dog, you can get Seven Dwarfs, you can get Space Mountain. Whatever it is you want, Soren, Test Trek, Frozen, you can get it. Just keep refreshing. Yeah, just be persistent. Just refresh, refresh, yeah. refresh, refresh, refresh. You're going to get it. If you're persistent enough, you're going to get it. Yeah. And now the Shop Disney app is going to be combining with the My Disney Experience app. So if you go in a store and you see something you like and they don't have your size, you can just scan the barcode and it'll tell you where else in the parks you can get that item. Or you can get it shipped directly can, to your house. Yep. Um, so one of the things we like to do with our fast, our, with our magic bands, is if we buy merchandise. If you're staying on property... Not on campus. <laughs> Not on campus. Um, they will send it to your room. But if yeah. it's your last day, they can't do that. Yeah, so it sometimes has to you have can get it. Hours. You can get it sent home. Yeah. So um, it's really nice. And sometimes they have some of the um, merchandise you see in the parks. They'll have it on sale in the app. Um, yeah. So you can buy yeah. it in the app and then send it home. So yeah. just use the app. Get familiar with it. Use it. Keep it up. Um, sometimes it's a little wonky inside the parks, like. Yeah, but the that's the Wi-Fi. Yeah, that, that's the, the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is it's the not worst. the app. Yeah, it's bad. It's it is bad. We had to add more data to our plan because yeah, because we had to keep getting off of Wi-Fi. Yeah, we got just kicked off a lot. Yeah, data. yeah. They would just kick us off. I, Magic Kingdom is the worst. Oh yeah. <gasps> Boom. That's when you had the most problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is for Wi-Fi, especially in Fantasyland, sure. like over by the new Fantasyland is terrible. All right, so our number one tip for 2019 is slow down. Slow down. Slow down. You don't want to leave your vacation needing a vacation. Yeah, and And too many people (laughs) just run around the parks chasing uh, figments. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's things that don't exist. So you might look on the app. You're over by Big Thunder Mountain, and you look on the app, and it says Space Mountain is 20 minutes. Well, in the 10 to 12 minutes it takes you to walk over there, that line's not going to be 45 minutes to an hour. Like, it's you can't be chasing right. the last best thing. Right. Like, yeah. Because then it's just yeah. like, <laughs> thanks yeah. for that, Alan. <laughs> I was stretching, so it sounded weird. But, you know, I like to listen to podcasts, and I love listening to trip reports. And, I mean, so many times people say, I wish we would have just slowed down. <laughs> so uh, another benefit to that is you can look around. Right. And you can notice all these things that you haven't noticed before. Yeah. So one of the things we've talked about in past podcasts, Cameron's brought this up. It's free. You can do it anytime you want. You can look for hidden Mickeys. Yeah. That's going to give you a way. So a hidden Mickey is basically the three circles that make Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Hidden uh, inside of the lands on rides, yeah. in, in walkways, furniture, whatever it is, paintings. There's going to be these hidden Mickeys um, that the Imagineers place throughout the parks um, for you to find. Yeah, and it takes you places. You're like, whoa, I didn't even know this was back here. And you'll That's notice what happened in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, and you'll look up at the ceiling, and you'll notice yeah. that there's all kinds of cool stuff up there. The amount of detail that Disney puts in to everything they do yeah. um, is lost on yeah. most people, especially right. your first couple trips, yeah. um, because you're, you're looking at the shiny object. Yeah. Um, but if you just stop, slow down, take yeah. a look around, you're going to find things on the ground, on the walls, yeah. above Patterns you. Patterns in the carpet. Yeah. I mean, just the littlest details. It's it's fun. And now they do the, 
well, I, I'm sure it's always been there, but the Easter eggs are a new thing that people like to look for. It's, it's, they're newer to the video community, okay. but they've been there for a long time. So right. they're just, what? how would you describe an Easter egg? It's, it's just a hidden reference to something Disney yeah. that isn't obvious to the place you're at. An right. example would be Mr. Toad giving the owl uh, Winnie the Pooh the deed to the ride. Because, because Mr. Mr. Toad's, Toad's ride turned yep. into Winnie the Pooh. Right. Right. Yeah. So, Mr. Toad's ride turned into Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. On part of the Winnie the Pooh ride, you can see a picture of Mr. Toad giving the deed to the building to Winnie Mr. The Pooh. Owl. Oh, to Mr. <laughs> yeah, Owl. it is Mr. Owl. Yeah. And then what? There's one on um, the Haunted Mansion. Too. There's not a lot more than Another one. Another one with Mr. Toad. Where's <laughs> the one with the uh, Country Bear? Is that Winnie the Pooh in Disneyland? I don't know that one. I mean, you guys are talking specifically <laughs> like there's four of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there's they're all over the place. We've never really concentrated a lot on the Easter eggs. That's why we're only mentioning the few that we've seen. But, you know, and then like in Epcot, you have Ratatouille. He's placed all over the World Showcase and you can look for, for him. And, yeah. So, you know, it's just things like that. And you... I get it when you're there and most people are coming from wherever like and you've only got a certain amount of time while you're there and you feel like you just need to get it all in while you're there but then you just leave and you're just like what just happened yeah <laughs> so a few of the other things when you slow down um, you'll notice the streetmosphere so yeah. there's gonna be performers walking around all of the parks doing different acts um, interacting with different uh, people different ways cast members will interact with you um there are little used attractions um that you can go on uh, that don't have lines um where you're going to see some of the nostalgic disney yep. stuff um outside of the parks you can slow down oh my you can gosh, hang disney out Springs. at your pool um you can hang out at the pool of your resort yeah um, a lot of them have swim up bars and things like that um there's disney springs where you can walk around there's water parks where you can really feel like you're getting that um, outdoor vacation. Um, yep. it's, I, I suggest that if oh you're staying gosh. for more than a week, um, and especially if you have kids, um, go to a water park. Yeah. It's when a great we way to, to relax. Typhoon Lagoon. It felt like we were on like an island or something, you know? It was it, crazy. You're still waiting in lines. You're going on some thrill yeah. rides. Some of the coaster, water coasters are, are kind of thrill rides. Um, but it, there's something about it that's just a little bit more relaxing. Yeah. Um, and then what we like to do after that is go to Disney Springs for a nice meal. Yep. And then hang out there, catch yeah, some live entertainment. Yeah, you down there and just relax. And Disney Springs has live entertainment yeah. that you can just check out um, every single do. night. There's there's tons <laughs> and of stuff. And the wrappers. And... and of course, another thing you can do while you're at the parks is check out the fireworks and the parade. And the parades, yeah. Yeah. So slow down. Slow down. So I'm going to recap our top ten real quickly. Just giving us uh, what the top 10 were. So number 10, use all available resources, including your travel agent. Number nine, know your budget and stick to it. Number eight, choose a hotel that suits your needs based off of money and location. Number seven, check the crowd levels of every park before you make plans for that park. Number six, know your dates and book everything as soon as possible. That means 6 a.m. Eastern time, on the day you can first book. Number five, make fast passes and be very strategic when riding rides. Number four, 
is food related. So it's schedule as many meals as possible, even if you're eating in your room. Winging it equals bad decisions and budget it out. Budget it out. You may have to change some things around to accommodate it, but <laughs> yep. budget it out. Uh, number three, be nice to cast members. That, that should be like the golden rule mm-hmm. of Disney. Be nice. Uh, number two, use the app. Use it for everything. Everything. And number one, slow down. Like we just did. Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> um, okay, so to take us out, I just have a couple quick would you rathers. Okay. Um, that'll take us out of here. Okay. So the first one is, would you rather use the old FastPass tickets or the app? App. App. Oh, that's a tough one. The answer is the app. Why? You don't have to walk around. Oh, that's true. You can get Flight of Passage while you're in Magic Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We spent 15 minutes talking about how that you should use the app. (laughs) Scratch that one. (laughs) So that was was a trick one. So here's a real one. it doesn't have to be any specific event or theming. Okay. Would you rather watch a parade or fireworks? Fireworks. Fireworks. Ash, ooh. A fireworks. Parade. You're still fireworks? Yeah, it's very explosive. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's in the sky and you, most of the time, you will get a good view because it's in the sky. Okay, it's not a front of you. But you'll be seeing fireworks a month from now here. Well, they're not as good. I can also see a parade here. Because I just think that they're more entertaining to look at. Okay. Yeah, I say parade. Yeah. It's just, I love seeing all the characters. The Boo Parade's my favorite. Yeah, that one's awesome. And you've got dancing and singing and they're giving you candy and it's just a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would say fireworks. Mm, a parade with fireworks. Parade with fireworks. You know, you well, they know. tried that, and now there's no nighttime parade. <gasps> fireworks. It wasn't really fireworks. It was just a fire-breathing dragon. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> the parade's back. So, okay. Uh, anything else anyone wanted to add before we wrap this up? No. Did we hit them all? Are those good vacation tips? I think so. Yes. And if you want some good tips about um, packing and planning and stuff like that, um, I'm not sure what episode it is, but you can do a search on our episodes. But we have a great episode about that, about tips for packing and what to bring. And Yeah, and our friends at Part of Our World podcast just did an episode about that, too. So check them out. Friends. Yeah. On Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, someone said today that iTunes was going away. Is yes. Hurt? Yes, it is. Which has nothing to do with anything. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Apple Podcasts is still a thing, but iTunes will be going away. All right. Okay. Well, that wraps it up. Yay! Uh, thank you for joining. Subscribe to us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Um, subscribe, like, and rate and review us. Thank you very much. We're out. Have a magical day! Class dismissed. Please just show me your butt.